Hi there. Welcome to 10 Minutes Before Class. I'm Professor Diascro, and today's episode is the second in a short series on student support, especially in a remote environment. I'm focusing on several topics or issue areas that I think many college students will have some difficulty with, at least in the fall term, when campuses are using remote instruction instead of being on campus. Last week, I talked a little bit about health and safety, and today I want to focus on managing your time. And I kind of laugh a little bit about that because we all have difficulty managing our time. I was thinking that for the last many months since I've been working at home, I've realized that I'm having more challenges keeping my schedule and maintaining some structure than I did when I was in the office regularly. And you might feel this too. I think any new environment requires some adaptation, but changes in routine can really throw us for a loop. And if we already have some difficulty organizing our time, which many of us do, I know that I do, then the changes we've experienced recently with these you know, huge changes in our circumstances, and then also the prospect of not going back to campus in the fall can feel really daunting. So some people are more able to structure their time, um, to set and accomplish their goals, to monitor their progress better than others. Neuropsychologists call the ability to do these things executive function. And depending on how our brains are wired, we're more and less able to exercise these kinds of skills effectively. It's very common for students, even college-age students, to have difficulty with these skills. So if you do, welcome to a very big club. As always, I want to remind you that most colleges and universities have resources that can help you identify tools to assist you in learning these skills. I've mentioned disability services on campus for a whole host of support, including academic support. There are also student learning centers with staff who have expertise in so many of the tricks and tools of time management. These folks can be extremely helpful, and you should reach out to them through their websites where they may have online resources or by making virtual appointments to get some specific individual attention. I'll post a few resources in the show notes too, to give you an idea of what's out there. And then you can go hunting on your own as well, especially with regard to your own school. Today, I want to emphasize just two related things that I think are very important to time management. The first one is obvious, I think, but I'm constantly surprised by how often I don't do this. And I know many of my students don't do it when they should. And that is writing stuff down. It is nearly impossible to manage your time if you don't keep track of what you need to do and importantly, what you want to do, which I'll come back to in a few minutes. The important point here is that we have a zillion things going on in all parts of our lives, and we can't possibly remember or organize it all in our heads, despite the fact that we think we often can. We need ways of keeping track of things that are going on. Finding a way that works for you to keep track of your life is key to meeting deadlines for classes, for completing tasks, for accomplishing goals, and then ultimately reducing stress. So writing down doesn't necessarily mean with pen and paper, although I'm a huge fan of analog journaling and I write things by hand, especially in my calendar. I remember things better when I'm using my hand. There's something satisfying about putting pen to paper for me. You don't need fancy pens or pencils or journals, although those can be fun and motivating. I find them actually very intimidating most of the time. 
And you don't need to be artistic or to have neat handwriting. I am neither artistic nor do I have neat handwriting. All you need is a writing instrument, a pencil, a pen, and a piece of paper to make a list of things you need to do and to keep a calendar of some kind so you know about the passage of time, you know about your commitments, and you know about your deadlines. Of course, these days, and that makes me sound so old when I say that, these days, digital scheduling is popular and so very easy. So you've got a calendar of some kind on your phone or device, but you can also buy fancier apps. There's probably a free reminder app on your device too, and then you can buy fancier reminder apps as well. There's a whole host of um, paid apps that you can use in a variety of ways to keep your schedule. Some are specific even to students and to academics more generally. One that I found recently is called iHomework. I downloaded it on my phone in part because I thought it might help my kids who will also be remote in the fall. They're in middle school and high school. And it looks like there's a free and a paid version. So we're going to check out the free version first. And it looks like it might be useful. They prefer digital to analog. Um, They're a product of their time, like many of you. And if that works best for them, then I'm all in favor of that. Whatever helps you keep your shit together is what we really need to be working on, right? So as a college student, the first thing you do at the beginning of the term or that you should do is gather all your syllabi together. Put your class times and assignment due dates into a master calendar so that you can see it all together in one place. Very often I have students who are looking at one syllabus and another syllabus and another syllabus, and they're not kind of putting things together so that they can see across a week, across a month, across the whole term when they have due dates, okay, when their classes even meet, okay, when there's office hours, when they have to work, when they're interning, all those things you need to do, you need to kind of put together so you can see what your time looks like in one place. If this seems obvious to you, good for you. But I can't tell you how many students I've known over the years who barely read their syllabi. So that's one problem, let alone record all of what they need to do in a central space. So often when I examine this or make observations, I think that part of this is in some ways denial that the term has actually started. And I get that. Um, But then also worry about work and performance creeps into. And so there's kind of an ostrich effect, right, of just burying your head in the sand. And I think that's natural. Most of us feel that way in one way or the other, but you need to really try to overcome that to at least get your requirements down in writing or in your device, however you're going to do it. I think ultimately that'll help reduce some of the anxiety you feel. It's not going to necessarily make you do, you know, perfect work in your classes, but it will keep you organized um, and you'll know what's coming. And I think that is really important. Making lists of things you need to do each day, each week month not only helps you get stuff done, but it's also a cool reminder of how much you've accomplished. I've been known to add things to my list at the end of the day after they're done um, that I didn't get to putting on my list at the beginning of the day because I was either too busy or didn't know I was going to end up doing them. And then I get to mark them off. And it's totally satisfying to find yourself kind of putting in those check marks. It makes you realize, oh, you know, I did get some stuff done and it's kind of a psychological boost. So it's a little trick. Um, a little mind trick that can really help you. And when you're learning how to keep track of your time, that can be really helpful. So just because you're young and you believe you can remember everything in your head doesn't mean that you can do this effectively. At some point, you will lose track of all the stuff and that will stink. 
that contributes to forgotten assignments, missed deadlines, doing things at the last minute, doing a shoddy job. That leads to stress, feeling inadequate, like you're underperforming. And not because you're not able to get your stuff done. I mean, it's not because you're not capable. It's not because of your intellectual abilities. It's often because you're you're not good at organizing your time and you're not managing your time well. And these things can be learned. It's hard. It's not easy. It will not happen overnight, but they can be learned. Okay. So the second thing is related to writing school stuff down and keeping an academic schedule, but it is to write down the other stuff in your life too. It has taken me years to learn this. Work can be overwhelming under the best of circumstances. When we are overburdened with work, school, professional, whatever, whatever, other work things that we need to do, we often ignore the other things in our lives or we diminish their importance. And we really need to fight that inclination. Most of us need other things in our lives, however small they may be or they may feel at any particular time. And those things often don't get done if they aren't planned, which means writing them down as you would the other things that you need and want to do. And even putting them in the same space, the same planner, the same calendar, on the same piece of scrap paper, whatever it is, as you put your work requirements. I used to keep two different calendars, one for work and one for home, mostly because I just didn't want them to blur. I wanted distinct parts of my life. I wanted balance, and that's the way I thought I could achieve balance. And I still do want those things. But I realized that work would consume every part of my life if I wasn't careful to make time for the other things. And so I started keeping everything together, scheduling family movie night, phone calls with friends. I put exercise into my calendar to remind me to do it. Reading sometimes, read for a half an hour because it's hard for me just to sit down and pick up a book that doesn't relate to work. It seems silly maybe, but it's, you know, not only does it force me to prioritize those things as well, it helps me keep a list of things that I want to do and then to mark them off when I accomplish them. So again, it's kind of building confidence, building my, it's kind of a psychological boost for myself. And it helps me realize that there are lots of things that I want to do and that in fact, I have time. So if taking a nap and exercising and playing an instrument, taking a walk, FaceTiming with a friend is important to you, put it in your calendar, write it down. It will remind you to do it and doing it will make you feel better about all the other things that you have to do. So take the time to think about these things. Take the time to think a little bit about how you do some of this maybe well and some of it not so well and start introducing little small changes into the way that you keep track of your time to help you form some of those habits. Again, that's a lot to ingest for one episode. I'm going to put some of the resources that I've discovered in the show notes, and I hope they'll be helpful to you as you think about the tools you need to improve your time. If you have habits and practices that help you schedule your time and reduce your procrastination and help you focus and include some balance in your life, please share those. Other people need to hear what you're doing, and that really can help us as a community develop some additional tools that will be useful to all of us. Next week, I'll focus on another aspect of student support, and I hope you tune in then. As always, leave a review or a rating where you listen to your podcasts, and until next week, be safe and be well.